The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon, and welcome you in. Of course, our show is sponsored by our friends at FNM Bank at 221 India Lake Boulevard, right here in Hendersonville, and at myfmbank.com. Okay, this morning we're going to be talking with Steve Doramus. He's the executive director of the United Way of Sumner County. He's a resident of Portland, and he joined the organization uh, back in September of 2011 as its director of resource development of the United Way here in Sumner County. Uh, he then spent about six years as director of marketing and communications uh, prior to being named executive director in June of 2018. Native of Nashville, Steve has been a familiar face, let's just say, here in Sumner County since 1991. Uh, he then joined the News Examiner in Gallatin as its news editor from 1996 to 2007, and he served as a spokesman and supervisor of board and community relations for the Sumner County Schools. Great organization there. During that uh, time, uh, some of you might have heard him as a regular fill-in host here at the old WHIN morning breakfast show. Uh, that was goes back a few years, but uh, Steve, I want to welcome you in, and you brought somebody with you. I did. I brought our chief development officer, Aaron Birch, with us this morning. All right. Well, Aaron, I'm, I think it would probably take me a, another half hour to read all of your <laughs> accolades here. I mean, it's amazing. You're the chief development officer for United Way of Sumner County, and you know, you're know you working with a, a great organization, and you graduated the Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville? Mm-hmm. Where is Edwardsville? Right by St. Louis, about okay, 20 so, minutes yeah, outside right. of St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you got your bachelor's in communications, and uh, you got... Uh, obtained her grant professional certification. What is that? So that is just saying that I can write to ask for funding. How nice. about that? Nice. You got <laughs> to be able, especially with what you're doing. Got to be able to do that in that's, fundraising. I mean, that's pretty amazing. So uh, Steve, let's start off. Uh, let's let everybody know who you are. I mean, a lot of people do know you. Uh, you've been around here for a while. So give us the lowdown. Well, it's great to be here this morning. Appreciate you having us to start with. But uh, yeah, I've been here in Sumner County since 1991. Started out uh, at the old News Examiner covering schools and government and all things Sumner County. Did that for about five years. I ended up at the school district where, of course, I got to know the entire county. At, uh, at that, uh, in that position, we had schools all over the community and got to get out and visit each and every one of them. So that was a great lead-in to what I'm doing now where we try to provide assistance and service and, and bring people together all across this great county of ours. So mm-hmm. it's been a, been a good ride. How was it that you came about, not the whole back-end story, we can be here forever, uh, but how you got involved with United Way? Were you involved with them prior to even coming on board initially? I had not been involved with them at all. And in fact, when I took the job, didn't know anything about United Way mm-hmm. and uh, did a crash course on what the organization is, how it affects people's lives in the community, trying to create positive change for everybody. Sort of bought into that and took it and ran with it. Well, I mean, it's a big job. I mean, a lot of people, the good thing is everybody knows United Way. But for those who don't know, what is United Way and 
What do you guys do for the community? And that's a great question because people do know the United Way logo and the name. They see it on NFL broadcast Mm -hmm. year in and year out. Mm -hmm. But who we are and what we do is sort of a mystery. And the easiest way to describe it is that we're the hub of a network that brings together stakeholders all across this community, donors, advocates, volunteers, companies, governments, uh, nonprofit organizations, churches, civic clubs, all the stakeholders together with a common goal of trying to improve the quality of life in Sumner County. So a lot of what people see that we do is fundraising, but there's a whole lot more that we do as far as looking at information, trying to develop strategies to find long-term solutions to the issues that are negatively affecting people's lives in this community. Mm -hmm. So basically, we're trying to mobilize the resources, whether it be brain power, finances, or labor, whatever it takes to try to make this a better place. So some of the things that you might have been involved with here uh, recently, any examples of, of that, how you guys were involved? Well, the biggest thing we do every year as far as a hands-on uh, community impact project is our uh, Stuff the Bus program that we do every summer where we provide about 1,300 backpacks full of school supplies to local students. Now, we modified that some this past year because of COVID, but we're hoping this summer that we'll get that back to normal. But that's a situation where we collect school supplies from people in the community that are willing to give and, and help out others. And we put those backpacks together and work with our school district to get those in the hands of students who really need them. Well, I think you, you got some good contacts over at the school board, so that's good. It is good. <laughs> uh, school district is very good to United Way of Sumner County. They're our biggest fundraiser every year. And I attribute that to the fact that the teachers in the classroom and our school personnel see the faces of students in need each and every day. Mm-hmm. And they see the impact that United Way programs have on those lives. So they, mm-hmm. they don't need much convincing to know that, that we create a positive change in the lives of those young people sitting in front of them each and every day. You know, and I think a lot of folks know that teachers are always, it seems like they've been left behind, you know, and they're not, they have to pay for all the stuff out of their pockets. Do you guys help them out at all? Any programs for them? Well, the back to school program that we do, Stuff the Bus, yes. takes care Helps of a lot them. of those supplies, okay. and, all right. you know, Good. pencils and notebook paper and those kinds of things mm-hmm. for the most um, disadvantaged students are the ones that the teachers have been, you know, having to buy for. So mm-hmm. we, we hope that this lessens that burden on them when we sure. give those backpacks out. Well, you have several partners, I guess, that you, you're involved with as well that kind of help you out with this. Oh, yeah. Public Supermarket is a huge sponsor every year. Our local chambers in Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Portland mm-hmm. all work with us on that program. Mm-hmm. Uh, been going on, I think, 11 years now wow. that we've been doing that, and it's grown each and every year. Well, I know the, the Hendersonville Chamber, you know, they had the their, their foundation, which pretty much goes to help support the teachers. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't say enough about... The, the, the work that these teachers do, and, and I don't think anybody would deny that they're a, a big asset. What it takes to help them out, I think we, we can't do enough uh, to really help them. And, you know, I know that they there's been some talk about salaries being raised, but I think that comes up all the time. And I don't think it, it'd really ever be enough, mm-hmm. you know, for all that they do, you know, to help our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, with your helping them, you know, as much as possible. I think United Way is doing a great job at that. So. We also do a coat drive every fall, and one nice. of the biggest recipients of coats is the Family Resource Center at the Sumner County School Central Office. And when we collect coats, they're graciously cleaned free of charge by Advanced Signature Cleaners, mm-hmm. and uh, we provide those cleaned coats to our different agencies. Family Resource Center gets a lot of student-sized coats every year, and throughout the year, teachers, guidance counselors, and school bus drivers see these students without coats on days like we had a week ago when sure. it was 12 and 14 wow. degrees, yeah. and they can discreetly get those coats to those students who need them. So that's another way that we help and, and try to make a difference in those young people's lives. Yeah. Can United Way come scrape all that ice off my driveway? <laughs> 
I, I have trouble help. getting out of my driveway in Portland when <laughs> on days like we had last oh, week. So. so you guys got hammered up there. You're more north than we are, so yep. w- the, the ice has to be crazy. It was. The ice was probably oh. twice as thick up at my place than it was down here at the office. Wow. And it's like I see some of these driveways, and they're like, mm. you know, at this angle. How do they get out of there? That, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> We haven't had one of those in a while, so it was like having to recall how do I how do I deal with this yeah. because it was much different than we've seen in a long time. Sure, and we're from Florida, so we're used to flat. <laughs> That's right. None of this incline stuff. I mean, it's like it's it's really scary if you're not used to it. <laughs> yeah, ice is much worse than snow. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll take this what we have going on this weekend, other than the rain, because we're gonna we have rain, I guess, pitching into this next week. So, and that's always scary for us because we uh, we dealt with the floods here in 2010. That's right. That's right. And uh, United Way played a big role in helping with that recovery. So mm-hmm. we're here. Whatever happens, we'll be prepared for it, and we'll pitch in and help however however we need to. Now, are you like helping hand in hand with like with the Red Cross or any of those kind of agencies? We coordinate with them during major disasters like okay. that, right. and uh, we'll we'll serve as a point of contact for the local community. Uh, that is not something we've done in the ten years I've been there because we've not had a major disaster. But should we have a tornado, God forbid, or a flood or something like mm-hmm. that, we would work closely with the Red Cross. Yeah. You know, it, this past tornado situation that happened prior to COVID, you know, it was amazing how everybody came together in this mm-hmm. community. I mean, you know, the, at the chamber, I mean, I know we took probably four or five U-Hauls filled with supplies. I mean, I was just amazed at how this community came together. I mean, we're talking water. I mean, we're talking everything that people could possibly need. And we took them to these areas that, and if you drive, you know, drove up towards Lebanon and through there and you saw the devastation, it was, it was mind blowing. Our United Way is a local organization. We've been here since 1977. And the only reason we exist is because of the generosity of this community. Yeah. They step up for us each and every year. So how, how can the community assist you? Well, I mean, give advocate and volunteer those are the big three taglines that we you know we need people to give so we can provide resources to our 33 nonprofit partner agencies across Mm -hmm. the community Mm -hmm. they meet needs in areas of education financial stability health and rebuilding lives we need them to talk about united way if you've been involved with us as a volunteer or as a donor get out and tell people about the work that we're doing follow us on social media keep up with that and share it with your friends because we can never have enough people helping us to get the job done. And then finally, volunteer, which has sort of been on the back burner during COVID because it's hard to bring people together in a, in a confined space to do projects and things like that. But we're going to get back to that. And so if you want to get volu- do some volunteerism going forward, keep us in mind, reach out to us, and we'll put your name on a list so that when we start having projects, we'll get you out there and let you get your hands dirty. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely help not. And Erin uh, Birch, you know, sitting over here, she's I could see she's she's got a lot of information, to, to, but doing fundraising and and working with volunteers is that something you would handle as well? It is, yeah. yes. So um, you know, it's it's just an awesome privilege to work in this role for our community. Like you said, this is this is a passionate community. If something's mm-hmm. going on, every walk of life is going to get involved to help, and we see that every day at United Way. You know, you mentioned. Um, different organizations that we're involved in. And and one of the things that's so important that we continue to let the, let the community know is that we're here. We're here. And 
for the last year before the pandemic, I think we tried to do as best as we could to um, make aware our 211 hotline. Um, 211 is a referral source that is 24-7. If someone needs help of any kind, they can call, text, go online and chat for that and get help. But, you know, when people need help, what do they think of? They think, I'm going to call my church. I'm going to call American uh, Red Cross, I'm going to call United Way, right? And so, um, like you said, are we involved with those those organizations? We are. And and when when folks are in need, they think, who am I going to call? I'm going to call those places, and they do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thankful that we did due diligence in getting the two one one line out ahead of the pandemic. Um, it's been around for a long time, but it's not something that everyone yeah. knows about. First time you said it, I go, 211, yeah. really? Yeah, and it's it's so important. We've seen those calls go up um, exponentially over the last year. We still get calls at our local office, which of course is okay. Um, and those calls are real. Those are real hurts. And our agencies every day, our nonprofit partners in our community that Steve and I work so hard with our team, Tony Dew, and Danielle Robinson at the office, we are working to make sure that those funds, those those supports are available mm-hmm. so that those agencies can thrive and help those people in our community. Well, I think I see a campaign coming on, like uh, 211 and the 615. You know, some, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, come up with a jingle. He can sing it. Yeah, Steve, there I, we go. Yep, he can hammer that out. <laughs> Do his best Garth Brook, uh, Brooks impersonation. <laughs> Uh, you're scaring me now. You're probably scaring Aaron even more. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's uh, it, with all of the things that, that have gone on here recently, you know, we had the floods, you know, back there. We had this tornado situation that came through. We have the pandemic happening. We, you know, you got the the Christmas Day bombing. I mean, these mm-hmm. activities are things you, you doesn't happen here. You know, yeah. these things don't go on. Yeah. And, but I think that you're there to help. And I think it's it, important that, you know, the viewers, you know, just take time to go over to the website or go on Facebook and you, you have all of kind of activities that you'll post on social media. What are a couple of those things that you have uh, recently uh, that I saw? Sure. So like I said, we, we work with so many different nonprofit agencies and they're doing work of health, education, financial stability, helping people rebuild their lives. And so every day there is something new that comes up. We currently just posted on our Facebook that HomeSafe is in dire need of help for their shelter. Um, they help people who are in abusive situations. Um, and so, you know, if someone has the ability to, to, to partner with us to help them do that, that's important. Every Monday we do a spotlight of our um, nonprofit agencies and, and what they're doing. And um, so I would encourage folks to check that out on our social media and make sure that they know those agencies, they know that they are open and available in whatever capacity that looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can tell you one of the beautiful things about United Way is that how we are able to come together and collaborate for help. That's a that's a buzzword I hear all the time, but here in Sumner County, the nonprofit agencies along with us at United Way, we collaborate to make sure that those needs are being met because there is never one single need. When we get a call at the office, it is not just 
food insecurity. It's it's food insecurity. It's an education, um, early education issue that we might need to help um, make a connection with. It's a medically fragile baby. It's mm-hmm. um, a, a parent who is um, recently been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. There are so many issues that are overlapping, and that is where the beauty of United Way comes in, where our agencies, along with us, are collaborating to help each of those issues and solve the problem, not just isolated problems, but the whole problem. There's a lot we need to talk about. We're going to take this first break. We'll be right back after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Okay, and welcome back this Sunday morning to Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. We've been talking with our good friends over at United Way, uh, Steve Doramus and Aaron Birch. And when we left off, uh, Aaron, you were talking about some some great uh, activities you have coming up and how the community's helping. Let's continue with that to let everybody know what you have coming up. Great. Thanks, Jeff. So at United Way, we, like everyone else, have had to figure out different ways to do things, right? We're, we're all getting very good at that right now. Um, we're no different, United Way of Sumner County. We are still out in the community. It just looks a little bit different. We're still taking calls from folks who need help. Um, we are still collecting items and doing donation drives. Um, Steve had mentioned earlier, we just got done with a coat drive. Um, we've just gotten over some very cold weather. And so we're thankful for the many coats that were donated to folks in our community that would otherwise not have those. Coming up, we are going to be doing some fun things in the spring to help bring light to not only the issues that are happening every day, even outside of a pandemic, but enhanced, unfortunately, because of that, but also the ways that folks can get involved. One of the main programs that we've recently come up with in the last um, couple of months is called Change Ambassador. And so we encourage folks to go to our website, unitedwaysumner.org, and look at how to become a change agent for Sumner County. Um, We've said it over and over, and anyone who's lived here, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else, and I can tell you this is the most loving, joyful place. And folks want to get involved. They want to know how to help. They want to know the needs. Partnering with United Way here locally in Sumner County, we can help be that link. And part of the way is to be a change ambassador. And that's learning, coming alongside of us, helping us learn together what the needs are, letting us help you be aware of how to help your neighbors, what to do, how to support, what resources are available, and how to um, encourage others to be involved. Um, So that is one really big thing that we have going on, um, and we're going to continue that. Um, We found that folks really want to reach out to their neighbors and see how they can help. And being a change ambassador for United Way is one of those ways. Well, and you all are involved in you know, other organizations, uh, you know, with the chambers and uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a a lot more than that, but uh, uh, how has that involvement helped United Way? Oh, it's huge because it gives us visibility and credibility. Mm -hmm. When we work with our chambers, we work with uh, civic clubs like the Rotary across the county or uh, even our our faith-based community, our different churches. Mm -hmm. 
when people are, are involved with us and they go back to those organizations or those clubs or businesses or their churches and say, I was involved with United Way and they did some great work with folks, it increases the buzz about what we're doing. It's positive buzz. It's throughout this pandemic, they're really there's a stark dividing line between those who have been affected, and I mean really affected, and those whose lives have not really changed that much as far as their ability to provide for themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. And so those who are still able to help others are looking for ways to do it. And as the word spreads in a church or a Rotary Club or any of those other uh, organizations, it, it builds our cadre of folks that are our boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And as Aaron was talking about, our change ambassadors. We're a, a person-to-person business. We talk a lot about numbers, whether it's the number of people that we've assisted or the number of dollars that we've raised. But at the end of the day, we're not a numbers business. We're a people business. Yes. And face-to-face contact is what the pandemic has cost us more than anything, because our story is passed along from one person who's either been helped or has been involved in helping others and spreading that message around the community. Mm-hmm. And that that's what we're missing right now. So we've tried to replace some of that with an online presence. Aaron came up with what we called our Unite Sumner Tour, which has become basically a virtual connection to the community to let them know what our agencies are doing, how they're helping the community. If people go to that website, unitedwaysumner.org, and they click on the Unite Sumner Tour, we've got about 15 videos, I think, of testimonials from partner agencies that are helping people each and every day. And there's not a one of those videos that doesn't include a heart-touching, heart-wrenching story of someone in need that was helped by United Way dollars through those partner agencies and the great work that they do each and every day. So the pandemic has really caused a, a lot of change in the way we do normal things. How has that affected you all, you know, having to do business in a different way? It's really affected us in talking to folks, especially donors, because the fall is what we have always referred to typically as our campaign season. We go out to factories and banks and the school district and all of these companies that allow their employees to give to United Way through uh, payroll deductions. We would go out and tell them the United Way story face to face in small meetings, large meetings, whatever it took to spread that word. This year, we weren't allowed or weren't able to do that. Mm -hmm. And so we had to come up with creative ways, whether it be something in writing, something in video form that they could access online. Again, face-to-face contact is is totally gone for us during this year. And that's that's been a huge hindrance to us because you can put it on, on paper and put it in writing what United Way is and what it does. But when you bring up a mom whose life has been changed because she was allowed to get back on her feet through the services at Grace Place and able to tell that story in front of people, that encourages people to help. Yeah. Seeing it on, on paper doesn't have that same impact. So that's what we're missing is the direct contact with people because, again, we're a people business and the stories of people and how they're helped and the, the situations they're facing are what drives people to get involved. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like they always say, the eye buys. And if you, you can get in front of them and attach people to their emotions, it's a lot better, I think, than trying to just see someone writing. Because sure. that emotional thing, I think that's what causes people to react and mm-hmm. to do it. Just like, you know, with the muscular dystrophy telethons that were mm-hmm. so many years that you would watch these people come across the television and they would raise millions and millions of, uh, of dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's insane. But, you know, with you all, do you do you get help from United Way National? We're, we're allowed to use their logo, and we get marketing assistance okay. and, and right. things like that. They're an umbrella organization, but we're an independent local organization here. Our okay. board of directors is local pe- made up of local people that everyone knows. You know, Regina Bartlett has served on our board. Lindy Gone. Lindy Gone. Yes. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean, we've got a 23-member local board of directors made up of people that um, many folks know. Yes. Uh, you can yeah. find that list on our website. But... Um, so yeah, our our connection to United Way worldwide is more just um, a, a branding and foundational support. While we actually make the decisions locally okay. with our board yeah. as to who we fund and what kind of work we do and, and and those kinds of things. So the money stays here. The money raised in Sumner County stays in Sumner County. Okay. It absolutely does, and so, that's one of the big things that we tell people when we go out and meet with them face to face. That's good. You know, even the, the folks you mentioned, uh, they're so heavily involved you know, here in Hendersonville and in Sumner County. And, and it's good that people have that attachment and they have a name that they can respond to because they already respect them. So I think that's really going mm-hmm. going to help you well, know, your and, cause. Frankly. And we always have representatives from uh, our biggest workplace campaigns on our board of directors because that way those employees, when they give, they have someone to talk to about where their dollars are going. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they have a representative who's got a voice in making those decisions. So we've always got somebody from TriStar Hendersonville Medical Center on our board because they're a huge partner for us in everything we do, whether it be special event sponsorships or donors uh, during their annual workplace campaign. Mm-hmm. So they have a voice and those employees know that. So if they have a question about United Way, they know who to go to on their campus to get those sure. questions answered. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, Regina's retiring you know she did that right. and justin Corey's coming in we're gonna have him on the spotlight here pretty soon we just got to get him you know he's got to get his feet wet over sure. a little bit then we'll we'll bring him in and you know talk to him see what he's got uh, going on for the future of tristar but you know it's good to have those kind of partners to to fall back on and to use so you got to tell all the board of directors okay you guys you got to go work you got to get out there <laughs> Boots on the ground. That's right. right. And yeah. you know, we rely heavily on our board of directors because they're able to open doors for us That's and make right. connections yes. for us. Sure. That if we just make a phone call or send an email, we would never get a meeting with you know the CEO of Company X. But Correct. if someone on the board knows somebody, that gets us that first go. meeting, and we can present our case about the good work that we're doing. Well, it's like always in the even in the music business, it's all who you know. Absolutely. You know, and you got to know that, and having those connections, I think, is is very important. So, Aaron, some of the fundraising things you have coming up, mm-hmm. do you branch it out like quarterly or is it uh, seasonally? How, how are you working on that? Well, let's let's talk about a typical year, right? And let's <laughs> talk <typical>? about now. <laughs> so, um, we do have special events um, that we we've enjoyed doing for a long time. Um, we've typically had a golf tournament in the fall, and we have a gala in the spring at Long Hollow Gardens. Beautiful out there. Unfortunately, um, like many other places, we've had to postpone or cancel those events for the year. And so, we are looking to do small things. Um, We are going to do some things down at Long Hollow Gardens. Um, We're finalizing those, so be on the lookout. Keep looking out for that in the next couple of weeks of what we'll be doing out there. Um, I can give you a little hint. If you have a green thumb or you're interested in possibly um, cultivating a green thumb, then um, you'll definitely want to be a part of those events with nice. us. Yeah. Um, we are looking to have our fall golf tournament. Um, and so we are in the midst of, of working on that as well and solidifying a date and such. Um, but typically, what, what our 
what our big bulk of, of what how we do our fundraising, like Steve said, is that face-to-face. And so um, we have been um, very blessed to still be able to have some contact like you said, whether it be through video or or Zoom that everyone loves to hate right now. Um, but we're able to talk to folks about what we're doing and what our great agencies are doing um, and, and how we partner with them. One thing that we um, really want to make sure folks know is that those agencies are still they're still working. They're still those our senior citizen centers in Sumner County. They're still checking in on our seniors, um, our our literacy councils. They're still able to tutor children who are um, maybe falling behind because of the school year and all that's been going on. Um, you know, Salva Center. I know you've you've had Jennifer on the yes. show, and you know they're still working probably harder than ever, unfortunately, and they're they're having to um, because of the um, working uninsured um, still need health care. So um, we are still out there asking for support and it's probably more vital now than ever. Well, that's totally true. (laughs) I mean, it's, uh, you know, what's a normal, you know, we were talking earlier. It's like, how do we adjust you know, it's like there's a new way of doing business, I think, now. And that's let's see what happens here, because they're talking about this thing kind of calming out with the pandemic I'm talking about by the summer, possibly. But mm-hmm. who knows if that's really going to happen or it's going to be a you know, we're going to maintain this this level of current normalcy, if you will, for quite some time, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it, the businesses are having to adjust. There's been a lot of businesses that couldn't survive this yeah. this kind of situation and you know there's a lot of families hurting you know with housing with everything going on and you know with the, the the past cold snap that we had i'm sure there was a lot of folks that were in real need mm-hmm. of even possibly even paying their electric bill so are, are some of those things you guys could provide the community if they if they reached out to you through our partner agencies the needs that you're you've just mentioned mm-hmm. we do have partner agencies so that can, can help address those and so we can get forward them over to them we get you know at least one or two calls a week of someone living in their vehicle yeah. uh, looking for uh, a roof to put over their head um, for you know whatever period of time whether it's one night or you know a temporary situation where they're waiting for a new job to start or getting mm-hmm. their first paycheck and and things like that so that's the beauty of the United Way model and you had mentioned uh, muscular dystrophy a while ago you know at the every telethon they did they had a poster child for each year we represent 33 different partner agencies that do a multitude of things across four focus areas education financial stability health and rebuilding lives mm-hmm. we don't have a single poster child so it's mm-hmm. hard harder for us to make our case to the public because we're trying to fix everything yeah. with our partner agencies. <laughs> because as Aaron said, a family doesn't make a phone call to us with just one issue. If they've got problem having a roof over their head, you can pretty well guess that they're having trouble putting food in the mouths of their mm-hmm. children yeah. or shoes on their feet or medicine for whatever ailments they might have. The beauty of the United Way Network is that we have a partner agency that could address each of those issues. If we get people connected to the system and let the system work, we can get them back on their feet. And that's, again, we're not a handout. We're a hand up to people to get them back on their exactly. feet and help them be productive yeah. members of the community after whatever has happened in their lives to put them in a, in a difficult situation. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take another break right now. We're going to find out more about the United Way and uh, what they're doing to help our citizens here in Sumner County and 
Uh, we appreciate them for coming in. We'll be right back after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Hey, we're glad you found us here at Summer County Spotlight on this Sunday morning and, of course, each and every Sunday morning here at WHIN. And, of course, if you want to listen on the podcast, we get on Monday mornings at 8 o'clock. The, this show will drop uh, then, and you'll be able to listen to it over and over again, you know, and you can hopefully not fast forward through anything, but you, you'll be able to hear this this show again, and we appreciate you uh, doing so. So we've been talking with uh, Steve Doramus and uh, Aaron Birch with United Way of Sumner County, and what are some of the conditions or needs here in Sumner Sumner County that really make the work you do necessary and important? I think the level of economic hardship in Sumner County comes as a surprise to most people because even before the pandemic started, we had 9% of Sumner County households were below the poverty level. And another 33% of households in this county were unable to make ends meet. They were above poverty, which meant they couldn't get any government assistance, Mm -hmm. but they were below the level it needed to pay for all the basic necessities like rent, utilities, transportation, medical care, and those types of things. So when we tell people that 42% of Sumner Countyans were struggling before the pandemic, that's an eye-opener. And where we got that information is our United Way, along with other United Ways across the state of Tennessee, commissioned a report called the ALICE Study. And ALICE stands for Asset Limited, Income Constrained, and Employed. So we're looking at those people who are used to be defined as the working poor. So they have jobs, but they're not able to make ends meet. And we looked at that on a community-by-community basis by zip code and looked at the cost of living all across Sumner County and the different communities, looked at the resources available to these folks, and we determined how many people were really in need. And when we got our first copy of the report a year year and a half ago now, mm-hmm. it blew our minds that mm-hmm. there were that many people hurting in a community that at first glance looks like a thriving you know, well-oiled machine. Everybody's doing well. But when we start looking at these numbers, we realize that there is a homelessness problem in this community. There is a health care problem in this community because some people just can't afford it. Because a lot of these people in the Alice demographic are working multiple part-time jobs. And with part-time jobs, you don't get health care. You don't get health insurance. You don't get those kinds of things. So when we fast forward to the pandemic, some of the jobs that were the first ones affected that were scaled back or cut out totally were those part-time jobs, especially in the service and hospitality industries. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of the Alice population was going to work each and every day, trying to juggle two or three of these part-time jobs to fit a schedule together to get enough money to feed their children or buy the medicines they need or keep the heat on during the winter. So we talk about the Alice demographic and the fact that at 42% of Sumner County families struggling before the pandemic, we know that's well over 50% now. And it's interesting, I've told this story several times, when the pandemic first started and things started closing, some of the first places to close were uh, nightclubs and music venues down on Broadway and in in Nashville. The first calls that we got were from musicians who had totally lost their income. They were the first ones to get cut out. And these were, you know, the gig economy. A lot of people working the gig economy were left with nothing when the pandemic struck. And so we know that the needs are much higher now than 42% of our community. And that's that's the big thing that makes our work important. Now, Mm -hmm. we we actually looked at those numbers by community. Talk about Hendersonville, which is one of the the better places in Sumner County as far as the Alice numbers. 39.9% of households in Hendersonville were below the budget necessary to make ends meet before the pandemic. Wow. Now, of course, we don't have current numbers because it's all happening in real time. But, you know, you look at Cascadian Springs, 
there were close to 65% of households struggling before the pandemic. So we know just anecdotally that we're in dire straits right now. There are a lot of families out there that maybe you had two part-time jobs and you lost one of them. Well, what did they do? Any savings they might've had is gone. Any credit cards they had are now maxed out. Even as the pandemic eases up and jobs start coming back, those that do, because you and I both know many of those jobs will not come back, the bills are going to start coming due on things that they've put off. People who have been given forgiveness on utility bills or rent or those things, you know, they're not just going to disappear. So the economy will rebound to some extent. People will go back to work, but people are going to be hurting more than ever because they've run up a lot of bills just to survive during the dire times. So I was thinking while you were talking, if a, if a family or individuals here in Sunmer County come to that point where they say, we, we just can't do anymore, we've done everything we can, the job's not there, I can't get the second job, and then they wanted to get in touch with United Way, what would be some steps they would take to initiate sure. that? Sure. If, if folks need help, of course, we're, we're at our office, we get calls every day for folks who need help. I would ideally say for them to get in touch with 211. Um, you know, finding the right assistance can be hard, but there is a database of hundreds of different uh, programs that are available, both health and human services, um, for folks that um, need assistance. And there's a, a trained specialist that will answer the phone 24-7 um, to connect the needs to the resource. So um, that's dialing 211, that's unitedway211.org, that's calling locally at 615-279-1410. All calls are free and they're confidential. So that is the first thing. We've, We've said it a couple of times, I think, but it's worth repeating that when those calls are made and whether we get them at our office and, and, and we're fundraisers, we're um, communications specialists, right? We're not, we're not caseworkers, but we've learned very quickly how to refer out um, those needs. And when, when we get those calls, there are several needs. And so we're not just giving one nonprofit agency, one resource. We're giving probably anywhere from three to five places for that person to call because it's not just a quick fix. Um, like Steve said that, you know, there's there's most likely a multitude of issues that need help with. Um, and that can be very overwhelming. Those calls can be very heart-wrenching um, and it keeps us in the forefront of our why. If you've read any yeah. of the leadership books, right, you, you hear start with why. Those calls are our why. Um, there's a lot of times we gather as a team and just kind of divulge the different calls and different issues that we've heard about. And it, it ignites us to, to go out in the community and tell those stories and make sure that those needs are able to be met the next day. Do you have any uh, stories just off the top of your head that, that really stick in your mind? Yeah. I know that some of them are really heart-wrenching and, and sad, but you know. Yeah, I, I could probably sit here for another hour and tell <laughs> you stories. Um, recently, um, and, and Tony Dew is so wonderful about answering the phones at the office and, and making sure that those folks have several different places that they can turn. Because a lot of the folks that by the time they call us, they have hit rock bottom. They're very sad. Um, they're very discouraged. And so um, we try to give them hope without letting them know that everything is going to be fixed overnight, but let them know that there is hope and that, that we do care about them. One of the stories that just bubbles up is a single mom 
um, who had recently got, or so she thought, out of abuse situation, the young child, and was pregnant with another child. She was scared, and she was lonely, and she was hurt. And so um, we very quickly got her in touch with HomeSafe, who is a domestic violence and abuse shelter. We also got her in touch with Nurses for Newborns because her um, baby was at risk. Um, because of the situations that she's been placed in. Because she was um, living in her car, we knew she probably had some food insecurity. Um, She was in Gallatin, and we sent her to Grace Place, uh, excuse me, to um, uh, Gallatin Cares to get some some food for her and her family. We let her know some safe places to park in her car until she was able to get in touch with HomeSafe. So those those stories unfortunately reoccur more often than I'd like to say. Homelessness looks very different in Sumner County than it does in our neighbors uh, down the way in, in downtown Nashville, but it's still here. You know, I was getting a visual while you were speaking, and and I think a lot of people don't realize the homeless community is not like it is down in Nashville. You don't have the Ellington Parkway, thanks to the tent city, but there are a, a great homeless population going on here. There are, and they're staying in, in, in hotels or their cars, or, you know, we actually received a call a couple of years ago of a young man and his wife who was expecting a baby sleeping on the football field at Gallatin Stadium. Wow. And uh, so it, it does happen in this community and it's hidden and it's and it's hard for some people to admit that we have it because they don't see a tent city somewhere. So that's one of our biggest challenges is convincing the community that there are needs here mm-hmm. because unless you look for them sometimes, you don't see them. Mm-hmm. Or if you do see them, you don't recognize them for what they really are. I mean, I heard stories, you know, even down in Florida, uh, there's one girl that was in the foster care program that we became kind of close to, uh, kind of mentored her, and she had a domestic kind of situation. She was actually, and, and a single female, you know, you do whatever you got to do, but she actually was living on people's roofs. Oh, my goodness. And this was in the, in the wintertime. Of course, down there, you, if you got in the 30s, it was you know really freezing, mm-hmm. but she had to do that. I mean, that's how they do it to protect themselves. Yeah you know, from all those creatures out there. So they, but that, when you hear something like that, you go, that's really happening. And what Aaron touched on just a minute ago, and and you ask how do people reach out and get assistance? Probably the hardest thing in the whole process is getting people to ask for assistance. Yeah. Because people are losing their jobs who have never lost them before, going to stand in line at a food giveaway that they've never had to do before. They've been threatened with their utilities getting cut off, and that's never happened before. And yet, they're, they don't know where to turn or what to do to get assistance. And some of them have never asked for help with anything in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's a big barrier for them to overcome. Sure. And Aaron and I and everyone in our office has answered the phone at one time or another to hear someone just sobbing because I don't know what to do. This has never happened to me before. I've always paid all my bills on time. I've always been able to do everything the way I'm supposed mm-hmm. to. And now I can't. Yeah. 211 is great because in addition to nonprofit organizations like the 33 we work with, they also have a resource database that includes state and federal programs, which are changing every day. Uh, as, as they try to address the impact of the pandemic, there are new federal programs that Aaron and I haven't even heard about that 211 can help connect people to to get them assistance that they need. How would you screen somebody coming in just, you know, you, that they're really real in what they're asking for and their their issue? Do, that has to be kind of complicated. You know, that's, that's an interesting question. I actually get asked that a lot by friends, and we've had conversations about that in the office. I'm smiling because it's, it's kind of a maybe a hot topic 
topic, I guess, in our world. But, you know, we we say if someone has had the gumption to call and, and seek help, then we're going to assume that they need that help and, and pass on um, the information and resources and support that they need. Of course, United Way does not do direct service. That's not our gift. That's not what we're here for. That's not our why. But we we will connect those folks. And then our help centers, um, we help support help centers in each one of our cities. Um, we have Portland Cares, Gallatin Cares, Hendersonville Samaritan Association, the Society Society of St. Vincent de Paul, Amazing Grace Mission, the Westmoreland Food Bank. Um, so we have help centers in all of the areas that we refer to. And those folks are the caseworker specialists who know the right questions to ask, the right ways to direct and get help. You know, the, the beauty of, of working with so many different agencies is, you know, we might get a call for someone who needs help with their utilities um, or needs help with being evicted but they're not really sure how they got there. They they thought they did all the right things. Well, they may need assistance from a help center, but they also might need to talk to the Legal Aid Society and understand their rights as a tenant. Um, so people don't think of that. Um, other agencies that we've heard from recently, um, especially in the light of the pandemic, and we all know that unfortunately kids have um, had to be um, online at school at home for for schooling, um, uh, probably more than any of us would like, um, but uh, is necessary. And um, Amy, uh, that is Amy Burke Salyer, excuse me, that is the director over at Ashley's Place. They have gotten a um, large amount of calls for um, abuse, abuse, um, and and. That happens when kids go back to school and they have a safe place to divulge information to their teachers. And so we're seeing a rise on um, those abuse cases that were happening when folks were, you know, trying to trying to think that their kids were in a safe place at home, but maybe maybe weren't due to other situations. Yeah. Well, it's watching people struggle through things is not a real pleasant experience. And what you all are doing is fabulous. And of course, we're we're talking with United Way representatives and we're talking to Steve Doremus and Aaron Birch. We're going to be right back with our final segment. We're going to kind of find out what United Way needs from Sumner County so that you guys can help them. So we'll find out more when we return. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon, and of course, we're here each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. WHIN, and of course, we have the broadcast coming up on Monday mornings. It'll drop at 8 o'clock on our website at whinradio.com, so we want you to uh, be sure to check that out as well. Okay, so we're going to continue in our final segment here. We want to find out uh, what does United Way of Sumner County really need from the community and you know, how can people get involved? We touched a little bit on that, but let's jump into that a little deeper. United Way of Sumner County is truly a reflection of this community, and so what we need is involvement. Whatever form it takes for people, depending on their position, uh, where their life is right now, how much time or, or resources they're able to give, we just need them to get involved with us, to make a pledge to themselves and, and to the community to try to create positive change. And so that's what we're looking for. So people can give. They can go to our website, unitedwaysumner.org, click on the Give button and make a monetary donation. 
whether it's the first time they've ever done it or they used to and they've stopped for a while, or if they've been doing it for years but want to increase their involvement, that's there on our website. If they want to volunteer, again, volunteer opportunities have been few and far between for the past 12 months, but they're going to ramp back up probably this summer and later into the fall. And we want people to get involved with that because there are ways to give other than just writing a check or, or swiping a credit card. Sure. What and kind of volunteers would you be looking for? When we do our back to school stuff, the bus program, we usually have probably a hundred volunteers over oh. a course of three days, help us collect school supplies, sort school supplies and stuff backpacks full of supplies. So that's usually a big project. We space it out over a couple of days. We're already trying to think of a big, wide, open-air space that we can do that this year and still do some social distancing and maintain safety. But we've got enough supplies to, to pack 1,300 or so backpacks right now. And so at some point, probably early July, we'll start putting out the call for that. And that usually takes place the last week of July. We'll fill those backpacks and get them into the hands of students who need them before the first day of school. Well, we really need this back-to-school program and, and, and the host of other programs you have to, to help, you know, the families here in Summer County. And what are some of the other things that you might be looking to do? Well, again, we we would encourage folks to check out Becoming a Change Ambassador with us. Really check that out. One of the main reasons is because you'll learn so much about our community. You'll learn so much about the needs and what's available to help with those needs. Doing that, that's a program that once, once you tiptoe into knowing what the needs are and how you can help link people. It's it's pretty addicting. I've seen people get so excited about being involved once they really know, once their eyes are open to what's going on. Um, you know, we also have so many um, nonprofits that we partner with that every day they are they they have needs. You know, we are having folks who call seniors um, at home to make sure that they are okay. We have folks that are doing um, Zoom uh, tutoring for the Literacy Council. So the list goes on and on. Um, We, of course, have things internally when we have our events, our golf tournament in the fall. Um, We'll have some um, smaller events coming up here in the spring that we'll be announcing soon. And we'll need volunteers for those. But again, our Stuff the Bus, it's such a fun project. It's probably internally one of our favorite things that we do. I have middle school daughters. They're twins at Station Camp Middle School and um, Aubrey and Allie. And I I know how expensive it is to to be able to um, stuff that backpack full of all the goodies they're going to need to um, get through their education for a year. And so our Stuff the Bus is a neat way to get the whole family involved. Um, so uh, that's, that's one of the things. Well, and you're a trained classic pianist, so you might be, do a concert to raise money. No, no. Um, I think that that is um, <laughs> a closet classic gold pianist. <laughs> you know, well, one of the things I encourage people to do is to go to our website. We took the opportunity during the downtime that we had during the pandemic to totally revamp our websites, all new. And if people don't know or have a good feeling about what United Way is and what we do here in Sumner County, mm-hmm. go there and look around. It's probably a lot of the answers you're looking for are there. But if you don't find them, give us a call. Yeah. Email Aaron or me. You know, one of the misconceptions that people have is that we're such a huge organization. In a typical year, our United Way right here in Sumner County will raise between 900000 and a million dollars. We do that oh, with two full-time no. people and two part-time people. So, you know, we're, we're not this huge organization, 
that's out there, you know, with people running around everywhere. We we make the most of what we have, and then we rely on the community to help us. Mm-hmm. And again, we get back to those volunteers and those advocates who help us spread the word about the work we're doing, the work our partner agencies are doing. We've also taken this past year to really step up our promotion of the partner agencies because they are the boots on the ground Absolutely. and the front lines of helping yeah. people. So we've gone the extra mile to promote them, the work that they're doing on our website. Like I said, we've got about 15 testimonial videos from partner agencies that explain what they do and how they help folks do that. If you wonder where your United Way dollars go, watch a couple of those videos and hear some of those stories. And I think you'll feel good about your United Way contribution. Another way is to invite us to come speak to your group. Um, That has been something Steve's been great about going to the different rotaries. We've been involved in the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce, Gallatin, Portland, all of our chambers. Um, But think smaller. Think your book club, your Bible study. We love to come or just make a phone call or um, do a Zoom like everyone does <laughs> yep. um, and just have a conversation with folks, big or small, to let them know that their support, again, big or small, however that is, whether it's dollars, volunteering, or advocating for folks in need, we'd love to come talk. The last thing I want to touch on, Jeff, is people always ask us, who decides where the money goes? Mm. And it's not Aaron, it's not me, it's a group of volunteers that we recruit annually that come in and review the request for funding from our partner agencies. They look at the situation, the conditions in our community, and they make those determinations each and every year. No one's guaranteed funding from one year to the next. They come in and tell us what they did with the money they received the past year, and they justify their request for the coming year. And those volunteers who, again, are a reflection of this community, make those decisions. So when I say we're a local organization, we really are. And it's it's a great process, the way that we raise the money from the community and then the community decides where to spend that money. Which I think a lot of people, they, they do question that, say, okay, you got this money coming in, or you got all this money to go out, uh, you know, is it spending on office supplies and people's salaries and these huge Bentleys and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> limo rides and parties and things like that. So I, it's good news that that's happening. There. We've got a small office, been in the same place now yeah. for coming up on 10 years and got a great dedicated staff, Aaron and Tony Dew, who is our projects manager, and Danielle Robinson, who is our finance manager. Mm-hmm. Those three ladies have the biggest hearts of any you know group of three people I've ever met. They yeah. come in there not to get a paycheck, but to help people. That's great. And that's that's been the biggest joy of my life is having the privilege to work with those three ladies and, and do the work that we do to try to create that positive change that we're all looking for. Well, you know, I think the... The whole process of the United Way and people's vision of what the United Way does, I think, is it greatly impacted by our great broadcast because they're going to hear about this all over the world. <laughs> um, well, I think it's great what the United Way has done here, and, and, and the fact that it's all right here in Sumner County is, is very impressive. And I, I want to thank you guys so much for coming out. It, it's kind of opened my eyes. I mean, have a different vision of what the United Way is. So go ahead and one more time tell people how they can get involved. Our United Way website is unitedwaysumner.org. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter <laughs> at slash United Way Sumner. You can call our office at any time at 615-461-8371 or drop me or Aaron an email, just our first name at unitedwaysumner.org. Well, we appreciate that. So we've been talking with uh, Steve Doremus and Aaron Birch with the United Way here of Sumner County. We appreciate you joining us here on this Sunday morning on Sumner County Spotlight, uh, sponsored by our friends at FNM Bank at 221 Indy Lake Boulevard and at myfnmbank.com. This is Jeff Shannon. We'll see you next week. So long.
Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.